0: Welcome to City Living with Churchill, a weekly podcast that chronicles the experiences, communities, struggles, and shameful moments of being a young professional in New York City. Seven years ago, Lily was inspired to find connection and learn more about people in New York City. One way she went about that was asking people on the train, What are you reading and why? And folks provided her their perspective, their stories around the respective books they are reading. That is what Subway Book Review is built on. And today, our conversation with Uli, the founder of Subway Book Review, really centers around fostering human connection through conversation. Let's listen in. So I I have to actually pronounce it in because I have my pronunciation. I don't want to mess it up.
1: That's so kind of you. My name is Uli Beuter-Cohen.
0: Uli Botoy Cohen.
1: Yeah, Uli like Ulala, but Uli, you Ooh. know? Ulala. And then Boyta like Bolta. Boyta. Great.
0: So how long have you been in New York and where have you stayed? Where's, how did you end up in the city?
1: Ooh, so many good questions. Okay, so I'm originally from Germany. I um am having my 20-year anniversary with the United States of America this summer, Woo! which is kind of crazy. Um Not to give uh, too much background into that, but I did arrive here at age 20 with two suitcases. So you now also know that my 40th birthday is coming up. Yes, yes. (laughs) She's about to turn 40, which is a big deal for a woman, probably any person on this planet. But, you know, I'm dealing with it. I'm handling it. And in New York, I've been for eight years. Um, I'm married to a New Yorker. Shout out to Ella Cohen, um, (laughs) who is... One of my favorite New Yorkers, obviously, I'm deeply biased, but uh, we were on the West Coast together, where we went to film school. Mm -hmm. We had a creative agency there, and then after doing that for a good long time, we wanted you know, just a bigger, more beautiful place to grow and be in and work in. And we came to Fort Greene in Brooklyn and we've lived in the same apartment for eight years. Actually, that's not true. We started in bed in a sublet and Mm -hmm. that was a blessing that I will never forget because bed is freaking amazing and any person who gets to be there, even for a hot moment, gentrification is a large problem. Yes, we need to acknowledge it. But if you can be in Bedstein respectfully and add to the community, you're being honored as that person. You know what I mean? And I will never forget living in bedsty for um I think we were there for three months. There was definitely a, ma- a medley of Michael Jackson being played every Sunday for three hours, same medley, same playlist, and at one point you can sing along. And that was wonderful and lovely and fantastic. And then from there we found our place in Fort Greene, and uh, that's where we've been: Vanderbilt and Decalp. And I love my neighborhood so much, and my neighborhood knows me, so you know we're we're tight, we're on a first name basis.
0: Uh, uh, that that's great. That is great. So. I love Best Buy, so that's why I actually got my hair twisted. I had to live. I live in Harlem, so I had to live Harlem and go all the way to Best Eye. Don't ask me how or why. Uh, <laughs> I would do that long journey just to get my hair done. Uh, but no, I really I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the time there. And speaking of playlists, there was someone um, that had a radio play, and they were doing like Earth, Earth Within Fire playlists continuously throughout my four hours there. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, this is a real thing. Like if you want a music education, go to Bedside hang out. I mean, you're going to get it. Someone's <laughs> going to give you the education of your lifetime. You will hear songs by Michael Jackson that you didn't even know existed before. And, you know, that's what yeah. I mean by you go there and you're being blessed. And I love that you're getting your hair done there because that neighborhood is just like, that makes sense. It's just like, um, it's a very, very special part of Brooklyn. And I really don't take landing there for
0: granted or lightly, you know? No, it's always lovely to hear, because that's something I'm trying to build for myself in Harlem, sort of being embedded in the community. And so it's always lovely to hear. I love what you said, they know me by name. And I was like, that's to me, it's like a goal of mine, to be able to know the people in my community, to be able to understand what's going on. And literally, I'm now like, my whole block, I talk to people and they're probably like, Who's this dude that keeps on talking? And but I, I, I'm asking these people like, who are you? Like, how long have you been here? And trying to get an understanding of like, what is the change in the history and terrain of this environment? So I, I appreciate that level of understanding and giving back and and connecting to the community that you live in. So in New York, I think it's very yeah. hard.
1: Well a lot of people come to New York to extract is what someone um who I interviewed recently, um Regan DeLogans, who is amazing. She's part of the um Indigenous Kin Collective and is a founder of that. Um and as an indigenous person, she's a force to speak with, by the way. I hope you get the chance one day to hear from her directly on Churchill's podcast. Little plug, little plug. <laughs> Regan said it beautifully, you know, she said, well, even I as an indigenous person came to New York City to extract and had to really, you know, extract in terms of like for our careers to make it to yeah. get our fame to get our bag, all those good things yeah. that all of us want from New York City, right? We want and we come here and we want we want to receive, we want to be bestowed with her beauty and with her excellency. Mm-hmm. And sure, I feel you on that. That is what I wanted to. But I think through the project that I've been running for seven years in the underground of New York City, which is Subway Book Review, I have learned very early on that the way to become one with New York is by plugging yourself into it. And you can't do that when you only want to receive. You can't do that at all because you need to weave yourself into the fabric. You can't want to stand above or hover, you know, better than anyone else and kind of like look down upon it. You can try, but that's when it really beats you up and kind of, you know, gives you a lesson. And some people need that. I certainly needed that at one point in my life. But this idea of not just extracting, but really, truly understanding how you can give to it and how you can really fully participate and weave your story into this great history. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's delicious. You know, that's what I'm after.
0: Oh, so... First of all, that's very well, eloquently, and beautifully said. I never thought about it that way. It's a very good way to put it. Because I do think, especially when folks come in their 20s, you have like one goal. I'm moving to New York City. I'm going to be or become this thing or be famous or chase this career. I'm moving forward, but usually it's for a job. And usually there's a goal you're moving to take something out of it. But no one talks about the giving part of it, which is interesting because New York is built of the diversity and the talents and the beauty of these different groups of people coming. And I think that all gets lost if you don't pay attention. And then just like, I just wanna take, I'm gonna to try to just hustle my way up the ladder without paying attention to also how am I contributing to creating the beauty and the flow and the energy uh, of the city. So I, that is a very beautiful way to think of it. And that to me is something that I started realizing here three. And I, I felt like I was just at the surface level, as you put it, of New York City. I wasn't truly flowing with the flow of the city. I started having conversations with friends and just talking about our shameful moments in the city. And I was like, we need to start talking about these stories. Like, we need to, like, someone needs to, like, elevate that up and sort of talk about how these different communities, there's different experiences, and all merge together. And so that's how City Living Church started. <laughs> started literally just sitting down with my friends and we're talking about why. Is it normal that we all just act like having a mental breakdown on the train? It's a good thing.
1: You know, this like that New York requires you to put on this armor and to fight and to be this hero of your own story. And I'm so freaking tired of it. Like I'm so done that it has gotten us no place. Good. I mean, as a nation that has gotten us no place. Good. I want to empower everyone to be like a little statue of Liberty who yes, stands on an Island but she is shining her torch so bright for all of us to see. And mm-hmm. we can see her from so many different little corners of the city. Okay, maybe not like all the way uptown. I'm going to take that <laughs> back. We won't see her from the Bronx. The Bronx also has its own beautiful icons up there yeah. in terms of who the beacons are. But there are these beacons throughout New York City. And we need to see those. And they remind us that we're here to create community and that we're here to create this experience for and with each other. That is the kind of New Yorker that I'm so into. And within that, your light will shine so bright, you know? Like, that's what's going to make you excellent as a person. That, to me, is – that's the best experience that you can find in this town, honestly.
0: I I 100% agree Um, this idea. I think the core of it is vulnerability, right? Folks being – Vulnerability, as Sabrina as Brown says, vulnerability is the ultimate measure of courage. And I 100% believe that. And, you know, and I think people fear that in this city. the city. Fear of vulnerability. It's always I a surface level interaction. Always, and, and I think it's mixed, folks are in a survival mode kind of situation a lot of times. And so a lot of it is understandable. But I think once you talk about, you know, shining your light, it just takes one person to just do something a little bit different. And everyone's like, oh, I can just breathe for a second. I can mm-hmm. just... And I was like, that's why I keep telling my friends, like, no, they're coming in their 20s. Like, no, it's not okay. There's so many young folks in this city. If we all just talk to each other and be like, oh, you experienced that? Oh, and this is how she should go about it? Okay. Like, there's so much experiences that we can all interchange and exchange. And that to me is, my goal with New York City is to create that community young folks really talking, sharing their stories, because I don't think there's a reason why I've been through five years. Someone has to come to the city and go exactly the five I've seen five years, whereas I've already been through it. And it's like, let's talk about it. So you've been here ten years or so in New York. What to you has been your most surprising about your New York experience?
1: That's such a good question. It's such a big question. I think the biggest surprise about my New York experience is that I had to get I really had to get to know myself all over again. Mm-hmm. And the that opportunity I did not expect. I thought I would come here and get to know the city and all the amazing people who live here, right? And that mm-hmm. is why I started Subway Book Review was to kind of understand who the people are who live here and to get to know them by the way of their book of choice, because of course, that's how you get access to someone's mind and heart, right, Mm -hmm. is by a conversation about a story that is touching them, or interesting them, or that they want to think critically about. So to me, that is who I wanted to talk to, I wanted to talk to readers. And then I wanted to speak to readers on the subway, because the subway is one of the most iconic places left in New York City, it can't be developed into crazy real estate, it can't change as quickly. Many people hate that, rightfully so, but um, there is something really wonderful about the subway and it is a magical place in terms of the energy that exists there. And just the sheer fact that the subway can only move forward. You can't move back. You're only moving forward relentlessly all of the time. And I love that as an artist and as a photographer and as a documentarian to be in a space that literally only allows us to move forward. And I think at the same time, what the most unexpected thing is in the unexpected width of myself that I have found in that. And by default, by talking to, you know, by now I've probably interviewed over a thousand people. No, I've over I've interviewed well over a thousand people. Um, and I've done that for seven years. And what you have to confront in every conversation that you have with a quote-unquote stranger is a part of yourself that you didn't know existed inside of you. And sometimes it's a blind spot, you know, because I am uh, a white person in America. I would not call myself a white person. I would call myself a German, but I know I don't get to do that because of what I look like and what America sees me as. America sees me as a white person Um, and I have the privilege of it. And that was something I had to learn, you know, and say, well, what does that mean for me as a German immigrant to be here as a white person? And how do I rectify that? And how do I go about that? And how do I then also understand what I do with that and how I act from that place in a better way for the people who I want to lift up? Because the work that I do is about liberation, right? Mm -hmm. And you know this, to liberate anyone, you first have to liberate yourself, And that work is very real. And a lot of that work happens behind the scenes. And you will never do an Instagram post about it. And you will not do a TikTok about it. You will have to sit and do that work with yourself. And how deep that work can go is honestly the most surprising thing to me in this whole experience still. I'm blown away by it.
0: That is, I, I love your introspection. I feel like I'm looking at myself in the mirror because I'm a very introspective person myself. New York is known for being, I you don't know, people, especially in the subway, keep to ourselves. How do you, you know, approach someone? You sort of frame yourself up as, you know, you're finding yourself while trying to discover the city. And part of that discovery means a human connection and having a conversation and approaching a stranger that probably was like having a stressful day or it's like, I don't want you to, to talk to me kind of situation. How does that interaction work when you approach someone to, to, to document them, to tell their story?
1: Well, I would say that I'm a pretty energetic and enthusiastic person. So that is who I am. And that mm-hmm. is how I also interact with people who don't know me yet. And most of the time, there is something about the person that I want to speak with that catches my eye. And it's either their energy or it's their book. Many of them don't even have a book in their hand, but they have mm-hmm. a promising looking tote bag or something. And I will go up to them and I will say, I have a question for you. Do you happen to have a book with you? And they're like, whoa, what is this lady doing? I also often wear bright colors. So it's very likely that I'm going to come at you in a bright pink jumpsuit. They're like, what the hell is going on? So so I think, though, there is something immediate in the interaction of A, me being excited about them, and B, they feel like you're seen in a city of millions. And they're kind of stoked on that, too. And many times that person will pull a book out of an unexpected pocket or bag Mm -hmm. and they're ready to chat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're like, yes, this is actually a very important book to me. And I would love to talk to you about it. Of course, during the pandemic doing that kind of work has been incredibly difficult. And so over the last couple of um, over the last year, And over the last couple of weeks, I have definitely asked people to meet me at the subway who I want to hear from. But that's still a stranger at the end of the day, you know, Um, in terms of um, approaching someone and saying, hey, I want to hear from you. I think that's the important act, right, is Mm -hmm. to say, I would like to know what's on your mind. I want to know what you're reading and in any interaction, but especially when you approach someone cold, right? Mm. You don't know them. There's no email, there's no telephone yeah. to kind of build that barrier for you. There's no DM you can slide into and feel it out. Yeah. When you have that kind of in-person running into each other moment, um That energy exchange is so cool. And I miss it so much. And I'm really excited that people are getting vaccinated and that we can be on public transit with each other in a greater mass again, because the subway was still, you know, like it was, of course, full of people going to work and, but it was also a much more stressful time. And at that point, I definitely, as a stranger, would not want to approach someone because I understand that they could be incredibly uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. So you also, you kind of, you do have to vibe it out based on what the current events are, based on what the mood of the city is, mm-hmm. and based on what the mood of a person is. And I often feel when someone doesn't want to talk to me before I approach them, you know? And if someone's on the last page of a book, I will not hit you up. I will let you finish that book <laughs> in peace, and wait, and maybe stalk you a little bit. then be like, okay, you finished, what do you think? And they're like, how do you know that I just finished this book, you know? People don't even know that we're looking at each other. They don't even know that they're being seen, you know? And I think becoming a very good observer of the vibe and of the actual action in front of you is incredibly important for any artist, and for any person,
0: period. Yeah. And so what you just said reminded me of, um, I'm currently reading The City of the Soul by Gary Zukov. And, you know, what I think in summary, the whole book highlights is the power of intention. How you literally can change and create a tectonic shift in energy based on your intention, based on your choice. And, you know, listen to you talk don't. You, know, you say you go about the, the bright colors. I think it's just more than the bright colors that <laughs> it, it, it's inviting. I think part of it is the power of your intention. You're purposefully and really creating the choice to say, I'm going to shine light on this person. I'm going to get their story. And you're approaching it from a position of love, from a position of curiosity, from a position of connection. And what would you say to folks that are also like, in the city, you're trying to make similar connection." You know, they're trying to create their own community. What would be your advice to them in going about that and trying to talk to strangers? Would they currently in their assumptions and perception think, oh, they want me to stay away from them?
1: Well, I think this goes back to where we started the conversation, which is to say you need to know what you want to give to the city. What's your gift? What's your offering? Right. Yes. My offering is conversation and connection. So I know that deep inside myself and absolutely you can call that intention. A hundred percent. I agree with you. So I know this for myself. I know I'm not asking you for anything, even though I'm asking you, what are you reading? But I'm giving you something. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you the gift of conversation. And if you don't want it, that has nothing to do with me. So you need to get out of your own head about this. You know, you need to let your, leave your ego way behind, way, way, way. Leave the ego, leave it on the, leave it on the A train. (laughs) Let it be taken all the way to Rockaway beach. You know what I mean? Like leave it, leave it, leave it. Um, Because that doesn't do you any good. You need to make things not about yourself. New York is not about yourself. Mm -hmm. New York is too much to make it about yourself. That would be absolutely silly and ridiculous and will not serve you well. So you need to leave your ego on the A train and let it be carried away. That's number one. And then you need to know what you're offering. That's number two. Mm -hmm. And then number three is to have freaking fun. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Have fun with it. Play with it. Make it something that is an experience that you can imagine at the end of the day feeling happy about. Do you know what I mean? People don't know anymore. And we've been through so freaking much in the last years, right? Because it's been years and years and years of battle during this freaking Trump administration. And guess what? Before that, it wasn't all roses and beautiful fields of flowers either. This country has been a hot mess for a long time. And those of us who know this and have recognized this have been in these feelings, maybe your whole life, maybe for decades, maybe you have been fighting for liberation for three years, five years, whatever it is, that's not easy, but we must remember that we do need to be fueled by joy. And that is what I hope people We'll just be able to get back to even in these moments of total devastation and we can help each other with that, you know, mm-hmm. we can help each other with that. So th- even if you feel like you're doing something extraordinary and you're approaching this person that you really want to speak with or you really want to do the thing that feels so outrageous, just remember, it doesn't feel outrageous to anyone else. You'll, for them, it would be like a second of their day, you know, yeah. and it truly doesn't matter. And so that to me is really the thing that I kept reminding myself of in the beginning, but was like, this matters to me a lot to everyone else. It doesn't matter at all, yeah. but that's a good thing. That yeah. can be very freeing, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I would tell you, like, I think it's very, what you said is very important. Cause I think it gets lost a lot. The joy, the, the spark, however people want to call it. The thing that created the big bang, but you want to create your intention. Like, I think it's important because it gets lost so much in our internal fears. I think in a city like New York City that has had this perception of a tough guy, as we want to call it, situation where vulnerability is not necessarily a thing people want to highlight. It's seen, vulnerability seen as a weakness. And if I talk to you like I'm a human being, oh my God, that's something, something's wrong with you, right? I think those things need to be re-engaged in because I do think over the years, we really have lost human connection. We've lost yeah. this whole idea that, that we see each other. It's like we're all living, it's like we live in earth. but We're all living within individual planets. And then we're all just moving yeah. through life thinking in that way.
1: A hundred percent. And with that said, you know, there are as many realities as there are people. There's not one reality. And you should never assume that how you experience life, is even remotely close to how someone else is experiencing life. I mean, I hope that by now we know this. Even though we're sharing information, that doesn't mean we are experiencing the same life on this planet. Not at all. Literally, there are as many unique realities as there are people. And with that, I want to tell you that, of course comes with the territory you might be talking to the most rejected woman in new york city you know what i mean yeah and also this isn't all easy happy work like a lot of it is but i Mm -hmm. you know like i got i get shoved i get yelled at i get threatened on this like all of it is happening you know because Mm -hmm. that comes with it that's part of the human experience too yeah there are many people with horrible mental illnesses living in the city that are not being helped and not receiving treatment. So all of that comes with the territory. New York is, has an insane hierarchy and it's very classist in, in a certain way still, you know, in terms yes. of uh, wealth disparity. All of that is folded into this too in terms of tensions because of backgrounds, ethnicities, race, like all of that sits here too. But that's all part of it, you know, like all the pain and all the hard stuff is all part of it too. And I think that when you can figure out how you keep yourself safe in that while being vulnerable, that's a hard thing to do, you know, because if someone assaults you on the train, uh, that's not a happy day. That's not a good day, you know. And at the same time, I think these people, when that happens, they're small little instances that hopefully don't become part of the chorus that are singing excuses in your ER, ear, you know. And these people do not represent humanity at large. They're mm-hmm. just sharing their reality with you. Yeah. And you can say, no, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also put that on the a and drive it all the way out to Rockaway Beach. <laughs> keep it there. Don't want it. Please <laughs> Don't never, never want to see you again. <laughs>
0: but I think this conversation we're having right now, at least for me, it was meant to happen in this exact same moment as I'm finishing State of the Soul. And I have to tell you why. So all of this conversation is exactly what I just learned in State of the Soul. Like every time we have a part of them, like, shit, she's talking about this chapter. Wait, this chapter. Like, this chapter, what he just explained around realities, he has a whole chapter around that no one's personal reality is the same, and reality is multi layered. There is your personal reality, there's a reality with your family. There's a reality with the gender or sex or orientation. There's a reality with your country. There's a reality with your, that you identify with your nationality. There's so many different realities that all comes together to form a person's interaction with you. And I think it's very important to, I like how you said, they are sharing just a piece of the reality with you. It doesn't mean it's the whole truth.
1: A thousand percent. I mean, your reality is like your fingerprint, you know, and it's uh, that's just something that we have to that we have to respect and accept.
0: Speaking of experiences, speaking of moments, so seven years, can you share some of your favorite reviews and moments you've had so far? I know you don't like the word favorite. I know you say (laughs) your most poignant (laughs) moments.
1: favoritism to me is very hard to do unless it's with your mom and you're speaking it into your existence. <laughs> um, I'll hear for it because to me, every conversation serves a different purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they hit me at a different time in my life. And every conversation that I have is out and foremost for me. And it hits me at the perfect moment. And oftentimes the person I meet mm-hmm. is speaking something to me that I needed to hear at that moment in time, And it is wonderful. I will say that one of the, I'll give you two examples of things that just really hit me. One was with um, a woman. I'm not going to mention her name just for privacy reasons, but I saw her right after she had gotten a breast exam um, and had found out that she had breast cancer. And that's the energy I found her in. And, she told me this. She's like, I really do want to talk to you, but just so that, you know, this is what I'm, you know, this is the zone yeah. I'm in. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I would love to talk to you if you want to talk to me. And she said, yes, yeah, sounds great. And she was funny. And she said all these things. And I also, you know, I don't hold back. I also said to her, I said, you know, what's, what's something that you want to be remembered for? And she told me what she would want to be remembered for. And it was, of course, that she made other people happy. And she said, But you know what? I'm also using this time right now to just have fun with myself and for myself. And she said, I just bought myself 10 hoodies. It's the same hoodie, but I love that hoodie to pieces. And I'm giving that gift to myself. And Fast forward to a year from that conversation, I posted it on Instagram and people liked it. And she read a book where she was reading about mortality. And it was Mm -hmm. an 80-year-old woman describing how she was planning to die. And so there was a lot of conversation about mortality, self-love, loving other people. And then we parted ways. I posted the the interview, the conversation at Subway Book Review. And about a year later, that post got a lot of actions. It got a lot of comments. It got a lot of shares. And I was like, what's going on? And so I asked one of the people in the comment sections, I'd send them a message and I said, Hey, just curious, you know, like how did you find this? And it turned out that it was a friend of the woman and people were holding a memorial service for her on that post because she had passed away from cancer. And there was a general feeling that it had capped that conversation. And that photo had captured her so perfectly. That is where they were celebrating her. It's one of the places where they celebrated her. And that to me is, maybe that sounds sad, you know, but it isn't because how freaking beautiful as a documentarian Mm -hmm. to have captured someone in this fabric, in this historic New York wave that always goes back and forth Mm -hmm. because New York will never stop, um, to have captured that life that then could be preserved for people a who knew her and also for the world going forward and that was just wonderful you know oh. but i'm also having the best of times with drag queens with you know with yeah. performers entertainers teachers chefs i mean i speak to everyone and i learn so much about the city that way right yeah. and then everyone you every once in a while you'll meet someone who's just feels like a like a long lost sibling and you are just like oh there's a family member cool and that person yeah. might look nothing like me but definitely have made friends, you know, that way too, who really become meaningful to me because it turns out they're working in a similar capacity as me, or they have for a long time, like the street photographer, Jamal Shabazz, who is iconic. And if you don't know him, you need to look him up immediately. Um, Because of course we know street photographers like Bill Cunningham, but Jamal Shabazz has always been here. And oh my Uh. God, he just looked into my heart and spoke such deep truth that I was blown away because he said very clearly, he uses his camera, um, as a reason to start a conversation. And I was like, yes, 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 absolutely. And so you get both, you know, like you get this reflection of this crazy experience of life in New York that you're having. You're like, you get to see someone, you get to memorialize them. You get to see someone, you get to open up with them. You get to know yourself, you get to know the city. Um, those are my favorite moments, and when I find those, I feel just really, you know, in my groove, in
0: my vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that 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 is wonderful. That is, I do agree that I always say no experience ever goes wasted, uh, and same goes for every interaction. Every interaction is an input um, to your story. You know, a, more words written in your book, and and how you reshape your life. Going to this, what is next for Subway Book Review?
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm happy you're asking. We have a book coming out. Can you Whoa. believe it? Oh, my God.
0: Between the Lines. Oh, my God.
1: Between the Lines. Yes, it's called Between the Lines, Stories from the Underground. She is a Scorpio. She comes out in October, October 26. She has a uh-huh. yellow cover, original photography, over uh-huh. 170 stories. Most of them never have been published. So, this is all uh-huh. new. Uh-huh. And... I made it for you in a way that it is not a coffee table book. It is a real book book because um it is a chaptered experience. So there's mm-hmm. a chapter called Fabric. There's a chapter called Trees. There's a chapter called Power, Big Brother. And I made each chapter and the whole book so you can read it like a narrative, even though it is nonfiction. Yes. But these stories kind of, you know, they weave like that fabric we talked about. They weave in and out of each other. People involuntarily hand each other the mic. They don't know each other, but their story is just like a match made in heaven. So that's the book that comes out. You can pre-order it now if you go to Subway Book Review. It's going to be so fun and I really can't wait. I haven't announced it yet, but that's coming. And then um, I'm also offering a workshop for all you writers out there um, from May 17th through 21st. It's a series called The Wonderful World of Book Publishing. Wink, wink. It's not all that wonderful. But um, that's going to be excellent because I'm going to talk you through the whole process over five sessions. And you can also just take a single course. So that workshop's coming up. And then we have hot new merch dropping. Oh, my God. To keep the sun out of your eyes while you're reading, we're making caps. So I am fully in action, fully out here. Hit me up. Go to that website. Go to that account and support because this is an independent project. I'm not funded by some secret investor. I'm not a secret trust fund kid. I am an artist (laughs) in New York City uh, who has been living on unemployment for a year. But you know what? I am blessed and thrilled that the city of New York paid me unemployment for 365 (laughs) days and counting. So I'm not complaining.
0: No, hallelujah. We definitely will be on Subway Book Review we're gonna pre order between the lines. And, you know, I am someone that's currently working on my writing. So I've been doing a lot of, like, I do blogging. And so I'm don't, don't surprised if you see me popping into the workshop.
1: You better come to that workshop. Listen, it is yes. a paid workshop, but I keep it yep. very affordable. Okay. And there's discount codes that you can get. And uh, there's also the fact that for every 10 people who sign up for the full series, mm-hmm. if you're, if you do not have the financial capacity, you can apply. Uh, mm-hmm. so for every 10 person, for every 10 people who sign up for the whole series paid, I will sponsor a person to come in for free because that is also what we need to do. We need to open up the gates.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Open up the gates. Open up the gates.
1: <laughs> Let everybody in. Let everybody everybody in. can have in. a piece of candy. Exactly. Everyone gets a piece, piece of, of candy. There yes. is
0: enough. There's more than enough. It might just be one, but trust me, it is like a whole bag. I've been there, done it, done that. Trust my word. All right. Um, to do some, I'm going to do some quick fire round questions. Um
1: yeah.
0: You ready? Are you ready? All right. Uh, what are you currently reading?
1: Uh, I'm just getting started on this book. It's called Names of New York. Um, it's by Joshua Jelly Shapiro. And it's about discovering the city's past, present, and future through its place names. And I think mm. that's going to be very fun. It tells you, like... You know, where street names come from, where certain um, honors and sounds in certain neighborhoods originate from. So I'm kind of stoked on that. And I don't often read a very geographical book, but I'm mm-hmm. excited about that one. And then one that I'm also that just came so highly recommended. I try to read just I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm an all-over kind of reader. If a person who I love recommends something to me, I'm like, let's go. Yes. There's also a book called Black Buck mm-hmm. that by Matteo um, Ascaripor. I hope I said that correctly. And that sounds really fun. It's like, you know, kind of like what we talked about, like this guy in New York trying to make it. Oh, and okay. uh, I think actually that would be a great book for you if I may recommend you yep, something.
0: Yep, yep, road. yep, yep. No, I'm like, I'm going to read both actually. Because uh, I'm not a geography person either, but I do think I want to learn more about like the New York City streets. So definitely be reading both. Um, what book have you reread the most?
1: I love Colton Whitehead, The Colossus of New York. The Colossus of New York. Let me say that proper Colton Whitehead, The Colossus of New York. Yeah. And we're going to do something right now because this is. You can just open it, okay? okay? And then I'm going to read you a section from it. I read it like other people read Rumi. <laughs> I just open a page, and then I see what Coles of Wine wants to tell me. Oh. So today he wants to say, walk, hands in pockets or hands rowing through the surf. It will not matter. No outsmarting. Only suckers try to double-cross Broadway and it always ends up in one-way tickets out of town. The top poles, street signs, names, distance. The names of men of substance haunt street signs until they're exercised by numbers. When they run out of name intersections, up for mathematics, but what kind of equation emerge from such uneven terms? Broadway times 11th Street equals what? Must have left my abacus in my other pants. Signs go, last chance and everything must go. For a limited time only, you can have my heart on layaway. Around him, they all have payment plans, arrangements to pay for what they want. And what is he after? He walks. Boom.
0: Snaps, 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 snaps. I hope You
1: okay. know, it's just like it's just a beautiful that book is just tremendous. And anyone who loves New York needs to freaking get into it today or tomorrow latest.
0: <laughs> tonight. Get into it tonight. Homework. <laughs> We're doing homework. What is the one book you have read that reminds you of New York City?
1: Oh, well, sorry, that is also that book. But you know what else? Um, mm-hmm. I will say uh, E B. White, this is New York, uh, which is also he's also uh, you know, he documented New York by walking it. and it's yeah. also so... a book that I often gift to other people mm-hmm. because it's super old school, you know, it's mm-hmm. decades old, but he he t- also speaks about New York and its character and how you can get to know it. E. B. White, this is New York. Love that book. Gift it. Get into that as well.
0: Okay, that's our a, that's a last fire round question. What book have you gifted the most? E.B. White, This Is New York.
1: Oh my god, I'm fully ahead of the game. I know,
0: I know, I know. You're that student. You're that student.
1: <laughs> well, I think an, I think a book that I do highly recommend for okay, a book that I highly recommend for anyone who gets who wants to kind of. Simmer on what you and I talked about by reading a book about these ideas of getting to know yourself and applying that to your storytelling or to what you do. Mm -hmm. I will say that how to write an autobiographical novel by Alexander Mm Chi has given me so much joy. And I definitely read it before I wrote this book and edited it. um, Because he is just so good about reminding you to tap into yourself to then be able to see what you find. They are reflected in your outside world experience. So that book is also dope as hell.
0: Okay. I'm definitely, so I'm going to add that to my reading list. As I said, I'm like, I'm the process where I really am trying to get better at writing. I'm trying to really make sure I hoard my skills. So I definitely do it. We're doing that. Awesome. So we've given folks a lot, a lot of homework, I will be checking in on our personal essays. (laughs) So one couple of homework to do one. We're going to go to subway book review. We're going to go pre-order between the lines. It's coming out in October, but we like to be first in line because we're that kids in class. Um, So we're going to do that. So we do have some working sessions coming up. I think May 17th to the 21st and we're going to make sure we, we, i going to make sure, <laughs> I'm not <like> clapping because Lily's <laughs> like snapping in the background. Um, we're going to make sure that we signed up. For every 10th of us that signs up, one person gets in. So don't be selfish. We got friends, we got community. You know, I'm trying to work on my writing. I know there's a lot of us out there that became COVID writers. We're all trying to write. So let's get in there. Let's get the, you No, know, she's going to be spoon all the tea. So let's come, let's bring our pen and paper. Again, I'll be checking in to make sure we've all done our homework. And, you know, if you're trying to find Uli online, where can they find you?
1: They can find me at the UBC on Instagram, at Subway Book Review on Instagram, and then uh, www.subwaybookreview.co. <laughs> so
0: awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Uli. I, I don't know, the universe, life... But this conversation, I know I, we've been, we've been back and forth, but I think then wasn't the right time. I think this moment, the right time for us to have this conversation, it was just perfect. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Churchill. You are a joy and I'm thrilled to be in your presence. And I can't wait to hopefully sometime meet you in person.
0: Yes, so hopefully soon. And that's a wrap. I really do believe that us sharing our stories being vulnerable, and having honest conversations with each other creates a strong community. The whole idea of this podcast is really to tell the different stories that we are all experiencing and just trying to be human in New York City. And I think part of that comes from a position we all have to be vulnerable, all have to show up and contribute to the sphere, to the greater ecosystem called New York City. And I think fostering that is through conversation honest and direct and kind empathetic conversation and this conversation today with Uli really was so refreshing for me because it kind of pointed me back to the core of why I started a podcast make sure to go to subwaybookreview.co and the in between the line book is on the way come starting in October make sure you get a copy there's also gonna be you know, a workshop, as, we, as she mentioned, from May 7th through May 21st. Make sure you go in there, sign up, because I will be signing up for those writing, that writing workshops. I wanna learn, I'm trying to get better at writing. Speaking of writing, make sure you check the description, wherever you listen to this podcast, you'll find all this information, and you'll also find citylivingwithchurchill.medium.com where you can check out my blogs. I recently did a blog around my transformation from having no hair, actually growing out my hair and twisting it and the perception and personal biases that I I realize I have based on that experience. Also, make sure as always to leave a review, rate this podcast. It is a community. We're all in this together. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep the love going. Let's make sure we're showing up with our best self. And as always, most importantly, remember this core principle, be kind to yourself.